and this is Sermonition Sunday number 77, Meditations Intended to Equip the Church Militant for Spiritual Warfare, Midweek Lent 1 Sermon. And I'm the warrior priest, Donald Riley. Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now Noah is one of those figures in the Bible who is often depicted as a saintly, righteous man who obeyed God without question. But let's be honest. Noah was a drunk who got naked and passed out. And when he awoke and found out that one of his sons had committed a scandalous crime against him, cursed him. Not exactly saint material. But let us back up a bit first. The story of Noah and the flood is one of those tales that gets trotted out in Sunday school as an example of God's wrath against sinful humanity. And it is true. Humanity was in full rebellion against God. But let's not forget that God's promise to send a Savior was still in effect. So God decides to flood the earth and start over. And who does he choose to save? Noah and his family, along with a bunch of animals. Now, if you or I were God, we might have gone about this a bit differently. Sure, Noah was technically righteous, but he was also a bit of a mess. And as for the animals, well, let's just say they weren't exactly model citizens either. But thankfully, we are not God. And God, in his infinite wisdom, decides to stick Noah and his ragtag crew in an ark. And so the flood comes, and everything and everyone is wiped out, except for Noah and his ark. And now here... Here's where things get interesting. After the flood, God makes a promise to never again destroy the earth with water. And what is his reasoning for this? The imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Genesis chapter 8, verse 21. In other words, God knows that humanity is still going to be in rebellion against him. But he is making a promise to never again wipe us out completely. And let us not forget that promise of a Savior. God knows that humanity is in rebellion, but he is not giving up on us. He is determined to keep that promise no matter what. Now, throughout history, there have been countless examples of humanity in rebellion against God. And yet God still keeps that promise. He still sends us a Savior, time and time again. Take, for example, the story of Jonah. Now, Jonah was a bit of a reluctant prophet, you could say. He did not exactly jump at the chance to go to Nineveh and preach repentance. But when he finally did, the people of Nineveh listened, and they repented. And what did God do? He relented from the disaster he had threatened to bring upon them. Jonah chapter 3, verse 10. Or, what about the story of the prodigal son? Here's a kid who rebels against his father, takes his inheritance, and wastes it all on loose living. But when he comes back to his senses and returns to his father, what does the father do? He welcomes him back with open arms, and he throws a big party. These stories and countless others throughout the Bible show us that God is determined to keep his promise of a Savior no matter what. Even when we are in full rebellion against him, he still loves us and still wants to save us. And that, my friends, is the beauty of the gospel. 
It is not about us being righteous or deserving of salvation. It is about God's grace and mercy and His determination to save us despite our rebellion. So the next time you hear the story of Noah and the flood, do not just focus on the destruction and wrath of God. Remember that promise of a Savior and the fact that God is determined to keep it no matter what. Now I know some of you may be thinking, but pastor, if God is so determined to keep his promise, why did he have to flood the earth in the first place? Well, let me ask you this. Have you ever had to lay down the law with your children? Or have you ever witnessed a parent laying down the law for their children? Maybe you had to ground them or take away their phone or give them extra chores. It's not because you enjoy punishing them, but because you know it is necessary for their own good. You do it because you love them. You do it because you are attempting to protect them from themselves. You are teaching them something in spite of the rebellion. In the same way God had to lay down the law with humanity, The flood was a necessary consequence of our rebellion. But even in the midst of that judgment, God was still thinking about his promise of a Savior. And let's not forget about the ark itself. The ark is often portrayed as this cute little boat with a bunch of animals peeking out. But in reality, it was a massive vessel that could hold thousands of animals. And that ark was a sign of God's grace, just as the church is today a way for humanity to be saved from the flood of judgment, even as they are being judged for their rebellion. But here's the thing about the ark. The ark was not a permanent solution. Eventually, those animals had to leave the safety of the ark and venture out into the world again. And in the same way, we cannot stay in the safety of our own little bubble forever. God is going to send us out into the world, even when it is scary and uncertain. And that is where God's promise of a Savior comes in. We may be in rebellion against God, but He is still determined to save us. He sent His only Son, Jesus the Christ, to die for our sins and to rise again, defeating death and offering us eternal life. But pastor, if God is so determined to save us, why doesn't He just snap His fingers and make everything better? That's where our rebellion comes in. We think we know better than God. We want to be in control of our own lives, to do things our own way, and so God has to work through the mess that we have made of things. But again, even in the midst of that mess, God is still determined to keep his promise. He is still offering us forgiveness, grace, and new life through Jesus Christ. So we can trust in God's promises, even when things seem hopeless. We can take comfort in the fact that God is determined to save us no matter what. And again, we can't just stay in our own little bubble and ignore the rebellion or the evil or the death and destruction that is all around us. And so we are also called, like Noah, and sent by God to venture out into the world even when it is scary and uncertain. But we do not do it alone. We do it with the assurance of God's promise and the power of the Holy Spirit. We do it with the knowledge that God is with us even in the midst of our rebellion and the destructive, deadly consequences of our rebellion. So we take comfort in God's promise of a Savior. We trust in His grace and mercy, 
even when we are in full rebellion against him. And we go out from here into the world with the assurance of his presence and the power of his spirit, even though we, like Noah, are not exactly saint material. We are chosen in Jesus Christ, chosen to be his hands and feet in a rebellious, destructive, deadly world that is being put to death by God's judgment. And we are chosen to be the mouth of God, warning this generation of impending doom and the promise that we have already received, the promise of eternal salvation in Jesus Christ, today and always. Amen.